This is Common Ground, KCRW Berlin's talk show encouraging debate and a deeper understanding of hot-button topics in the German capital and beyond. I'm your host, Soraya Serhati Nelson. Today we will talk about what's more important in Germany, religion or secular values. KCRW Berlin's Dina El-Sayed explains. An administrative court in Baden-Württemberg recently upheld an interesting requirement for German citizenship, shaking the hand of the opposite sex. So when a 37-year-old Muslim doctor from Lebanon refused to do so, the judges ruled he wasn't qualified to be a German, even though the doctor had lived here since 2002 and reportedly received the highest score on his naturalization test. The court concluded that his failure to shake the hand of the female official who handed him his naturalization certificate showed he did not support the, quote, human dignity and equality between men and women, which are, quote, basic values of the German constitution. It's not just German-born officials who feel that way. Some Muslim Egyptians I met via Facebook chat group agreed, like architect Amr Sharif. He is free not to shake hands with women. This is his own decision, no doubt. And they are also free to reject his citizenship. That's not a part of their own culture. And if you're applying for a citizenship of a, of a country, you have to respect their culture. That may be so, said another chat group member, Mohammed Akram, who is an engineer. But Akram, who has lived in Berlin for five years, says that integration doesn't mean people have to give up their identity. He added that declining a handshake is a, quote, stupid reason to have your citizenship application withdrawn. Maha Mustafa, a 25-year-old who moved to Germany two years ago to train at Siemens, thinks the whole thing was blown out of proportion. She says handshakes are a cultural norm here. And if you want to become a German citizen, you have to play by the rules. Lale Akun is a naturalized German and a former Bundestag member for the Social Democratic Party. She spoke to me from Cologne on Skype. The chairman of Secular Social Democrats, or Säkulare Sozis, says the priorities of a constitutional state are secular values and the equality between men and women. She says that the denied handshake is not an isolated behavior, but a manifestation of political Islam. We must say very clearly that when one tries to influence the society with certain rituals and tries to override the values of the society with their own beliefs, we have to draw a line there. We must say stop, that's not how it works here. In our society, a handshake is a natural thing. It does not have sexual connotations. It's a friendly gesture. And by the way, I come from Turkey. I'm more than 60 years old, and I remember in the small villages in Anatolia, the greetings were always physical. People would even hug each other. So back then, men and women could greet each other and hug, no problem. But in this case, the Lebanese doctor claimed his reason for not shaking women's hands was out of respect for his wife, a naturalized German from Syria, who had asked him not to do so per their shared religious beliefs. Also, during a pandemic, when handshakes are being discouraged anyway, does it make sense to reject an otherwise qualified individual from becoming a citizen because he refuses to shake hands? The question could be taken up again if the doctor's case ends up in the federal administrative court. That was senior producer Dina El-Sayed. I have three guests joining me on the phone to talk about the role religion plays in German citizenship. Said Ahmad Arif is an imam at the Khadija Mosque in Berlin. 
Sadika Al-Musli is in Braunschweig and on the board of the Central Council of Muslims in Germany. And joining us from Dortmund, David Wengenroth is a lawyer and editor at the Lutheran news outlet IDEA. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Hi. And here in the studio with me is Ernesto Grüneberg, an immigration lawyer in Berlin. Hi, Ernesto. Hi, it's nice to be here. David, you wrote an article last month that defended the ruling against the Lebanese doctor. Why do you see a handshake with someone from the opposite sex as being vital to German citizenship? I think in our Christian-Jewish tradition that has shaped our constitutional order, the handshake has an important meaning as a sign of respect. And whoever refuses it does not offer the guarantee of adapting the German living conditions. That's what the court said, and I think it was right. Chancellor Merkel has stated on more than one occasion that Islam is part of Germany, and your article says that Salafist Islam does not belong. Why not? Because it contradicts these values that are widespread accepted by the society. Saeed, do you agree with what David is saying? Um, no, I don't agree with them. I don't agree with the uh, decision of the court, and I don't think it can withstand uh, you know, if uh, appeals are made. Because uh, I agree, uh, there are some values. Obviously, every society has their values. But, you know, the proper way uh, to convince someone uh, about their own values is to lead them to through conversation, through convincing them, but not through force, not through, like, you know, uh, pushing them into the corner. It, it reminds me actually a bit of uh, extremism itself, where, uh, you know, the way mullahs act, where they try to enforce their own view on others. Well, let me take a step back for a moment because some of our listeners may not understand what Islam says about men and women shaking hands. Is there actually a religious prohibition against doing this, or is this a cultural thing, or does it depend on what sect you're with? According to my understanding, according to our theology of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, we're convinced this is uh, the practice or this is the way the prophet used to, you know, live. And this is similar to if you go to different uh, countries uh, or you know a different person who, like, you know, the distance they keep to you is um, sometimes different. And sometimes you feel like, you know, someone is intruding your personal space because coming too close. So in the Islamic theology, the personal space between the opposite genders is just bigger than generally we are used to. And uh, over here, maybe, and for example, there is also personal space which is being respected here in Germany or in America, wherever you are. Uh, so the same goes for uh, the Islamic teachings, with a difference that the personal space is a bit bigger. Sadiq, when I met you a few years back, you were holding this or doing this campaign called I'm a Muslim, What Would You Like to Know?, in which you were trying to bridge the gap between Muslims and non-Muslims in Germany. How would you bridge this divide over the handshake? Well, it's really difficult now to discuss in this atmosphere of uh, polarization that we are living in Germany or in Europe about Muslims and non-Muslims. I mean, personally, I don't have any problems giving uh, the hand uh, to a woman or uh, shaking the hand because we have in the theological Islamic schools some uh, opinions that says it is okay to do that. But it is an individual um, freedom to do it or not to do it. This is one of the problems that I see in this court decision, actually. And I hope uh, we are going to hear something else about it, that uh, maybe they uh, change the decision, because I think it is uh, not a good situation right now. 
and uh, I mean, I understand this decision and I respect it from the court, but it is being abused by the right-wing uh, groups in Germany to say, well, uh, this is the way how we have to work with Muslims or to deal with Muslims, and um, it gives a very bad sign in the Muslim community, by the way. Ernesto, you're the lawyer here in the group who specializes in immigration. What do you think about the ruling? Well, I really think uh, this ruling is complicated to explain uh, because it doesn't really based on religion, but on the fact that the court found that uh, uh, this attitude from this applicant uh, reduced this woman, the wife and other woman, to a sex object and uh, reflects a disrespect of women uh, altogether. Uh, I have to remind that the applicant during the process explained that he didn't shake hands neither with women nor with men, and the court didn't believe that statement. But I don't really think the decision uh, took into consideration this uh, difference between German cultural values, among others, the equality between women and men, and the religious values of others. Well, there's no law that says you have to shake someone's hand, correct? In order to get the uh, citizenship, no, it doesn't. So are there other court rulings that are in conflict with this one? Well, this decision based on a change of the immigration law, of the naturalization law from August last year, uh, which was a reaction from our government to a decision from the Federal Administrative Court that allowed a applicant that was married to more than one woman to get the citizenship because there was no special provision to that. And now the uh, law reads it has to be guaranteed that the applicant accept German social norms. And if this new rule goes according to the Constitution, I think it's something the uh, Constitutional Court will have to investigate after this is finished. Some of you touched earlier on an anti-Muslim bias, and I'd like to elaborate a bit on that. Do you think that there's a double standard at play here for Muslims? For example, if this plaintiff had been an ultra-Orthodox Jewish man who's also, because of his religion, not allowed to shake a woman's hand, uh, would that person have been treated differently? And I open that question to all of you. Perhaps I can mention one thing. What the is it, I'm sorry, is this David? I just want to make sure it's David. It is David. Okay, this yes. Is David. Okay, go ahead, David. <laughs> What the court also said uh, was that it is a matter of which image of society one propagates. And this is where I see the difference, uh, for example, between a Salafist Muslim and an Orthodox Jew. An Orthodox Jew says that this is a commandment of God to him, to his uh, religious group, but it's not his image for the whole society he propagates. But, Saeed, the opposite side of this argument, uh, let me just bring this up, is the fact that there is a feeling, perhaps, right or wrong, that a lot of Muslims are not trying to integrate. You have people who visibly wear hijab or who don't shake hands, as we have here, and that this somehow doesn't suggest a willingness to integrate into German society. Do you feel that is the case? I mean, do you feel that there is more that the Muslim community could do in order to integrate into German society? I think it depends what you understand uh, with the word integration and what you actually expect and uh, how they should integrate. If you uh, have the imagination or one has the imagination that integration means that, you know, put away your headscarves, you 
um, you know, you start clothing in a certain way or you start um, shaking hands or, or some other stuff. That's not integration. For me, integration is if you actually, it doesn't matter what you wear, how, if you agree that someone touches you or someone doesn't touch you, that's your own choice. But what matters is integration is if you actually contribute to society, if you do something society for the good of the society. Uh, if I read uh, the court decision and about the person, I mean, he was a doctor, a leading doctor in a hospital who was contributing actively to the society over here and who has no, um, you know, history of any problems whatsoever. His only decision is he doesn't want someone touching him. And this is his individual right. But if there is someone who is actually actively working against the society, putting the safety of the society at risk, and then I'm fully, uh, you know, convinced uh, the total uh, strictness of the laws should be applied to uh, get that person restricted so he cannot harm society. For example, I don't shake hands with women. And it was never a problem because I always showed my respect in the way I deal with women and the way I greet them. And what about all those German Muslims who have their roots here in Germany, who are, uh, who, who their forefathers are German, they don't shake hands either. And what are you going to do with them? Are they going to be denaturalized and their citizenships are somehow going to get revoked? David, what do you say to that? What about his citizenship? I mean, he, he got it. He does not shake hands with women. So I'm assuming it didn't come up during his uh, application process. We have to make clear what legally uh, question we're talking of. No one wants the citizenship of Muslims to be revoked if they uh, refuse to shake hands with women. It's legally a complete other question. But I want to tell you a short story to explain why it is important. A friend of mine, a woman, worked uh, 2015 as a helper in a refugee uh, shelter, and uh, the job was to distribute meals. And then there was a case that some of the Muslim men refused to get their meal from a woman. And the next thing was that in the team of helpers was discussed whether women can work in this area of the refugee shelter. And this is the dangerous mechanism we're talking of. And this is why the question of handshake is important, because it can happen that the next step is, for example, for women in the authority that makes uh, the naturalization, that there will come a discussion if they can do this job there. But I don't think it's the same, David, because uh, if you have somebody who would refuse to have food from a woman, I think he has a real problem. We have to discuss with this guy and we have to tell him this is not right. And I think the majority of Muslims would be on your side if you want to tell this guy this is not right. But here we have another problem. We have here a guy who's living in Germany. He's, he's, uh, he's contributing very positively to the society. He had the best score in his integration test. And uh, actually, he, I think, I assume, I don't know him, but uh, he talks uh, maybe very good German. And then the court says uh, he's not allowed to be German because he is actually practicing his own individual freedom, which not giving the hand to somebody he doesn't want to. And because this other side is an official woman or man, he has the possibility to put him under pressure, which is a very bad sign in the community. 
As we hear, it's a very passionate issue. Um, We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk about how other countries in Europe balance secular practices versus religious beliefs. Stay tuned. This is Ira Glass of This American Life. Every week on our show, we apply the tools of journalism to stories that are so small and personal, journalists normally would not cover them. It was my forged signature, and it was my boyfriend's handwriting. Or we look at stories that are big. Refugees, school segregation in America, the split in the Republican Party. Climbing out from the smoking ruin and say, anybody else alive around here? And find surprising personal stories there, too. This American Life. Every Sunday at 5 p.m. on KCRW Berlin. Studio Berlin is our current affairs show here on 104.1 FM. Each week we break down the news and take a closer look at the topics that affect our lives here in Germany's capital. Tune in every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. and Saturday at 10 a.m. here on KCRW Berlin. Welcome back to Common Ground. I'm your host, Soraya Sarhadi Nelson, and joining me are immigration lawyer Ernesto Grunebach, Imam Saeed Ahmad Arif, Germany's Central Council of Muslims board member Sadiq Al Musli, and lawyer and journalist David Wengenroth. We're talking about a German court ruling that upheld a decision not to award a Muslim doctor German citizenship after he refused to shake hands with a female official. And as it turns out, Germany isn't the only European country that views handshakes as a cultural litmus test. Earlier this year in Denmark, a man was denied citizenship for failing to follow a 2018 law that required newcomers to shake hands with the opposite sex as part of the naturalization process. Ernesto, is the Denmark law a common one in Europe? Well, as I know, uh, I think that's the only country that has that kind of law. And I think that goes too far. David, do you think Germany should have such a law like they do in Denmark? It's difficult to answer this uh, question because I, I do not know the details of this uh, law in Denmark. From that, what you told me, I would say yes. If we see the handshake as an important uh, sign of respect uh, with certain meaning even in our uh, legal system, then it's consequent to make such a law. But Said, would this kind of requirement, if this actually became law, would this become an insurmountable hurdle to citizenship for conservative Muslims? Or is there a way around it, religiously speaking, where they're able to give their hand in certain circumstances? I think it's going to damage the country itself. I mean, it's a horrible law. Look around you, even nowadays, I don't know how it's going to affect society. We're not shaking hands, and it's not a big deal, no problem. I don't know how it's in Denmark, but I think it's uh, horrible, uh, and I really hope uh, that we don't go down that road. Uh, You know, it's not even helping, because as I said, values are something that you have to convey to others. You cannot force them. You cannot, you know, use a stick and enforce those values, uh, which are actually usually people's own freedom. I mean, Tadik mostly has also said, rightly, that it's an individual freedom. You get to decide who you're going to touch and who are going to touch you. Ernesto, are the rules for citizenship in Germany um, changing? Are they becoming more strict? I mean, obviously, the handshake thing was a result of a court ruling. But I'm just wondering, as the tensions between Muslims and non-Muslims in Germany and in Europe grow, 
are you finding that it's more difficult for people who are of the Muslim faith to become citizens here? Well, not really, because we have not many changes on the law in the last years. There was a change regarding the uh, identity of an applicant has to be established without doubt. But if I may go back to a question from uh, other participant, it's actually so that in German law, it's pretty complicated to take back a citizenship. And therefore, the line of the government has been to try to make sure that people we don't really want, so to speak, don't even get the citizenship because it's easier to uh, reject the petition than to take away a citizenship. And therefore, this kind of uh, rulings and this kind of laws, even regarding uh, membership to terrorist organizations, etc., they are look into before you uh, get the citizenship, because after you get the citizenship is very complicated because of a, uh, a real situation we had with the Nazis at the time is uh, something we want to avoid, to have government decision uh, taking back citizenships. Well, from a legal perspective or a constitutional or what we call basic law here in Germany perspective, what is more important or what is given more priority, freedom of religion or the equality between the sexes, between men and women? Well, really, there is no priority, in my opinion. Both things are very important, but the fact is um, I think uh, Germany has a right to establish who is going to get the citizenship or not. It's not like the applicant by a rejection would be expelled of the country. It's only he doesn't reach the last level of uh, so-called integration. But I think once again on the decision, the issue of this relationship between equality and religion uh, wasn't really uh, taken into account like it should have been. So- Yes, Sadiq, is that yeah, I, okay? I, I would like to say something regarding this law. Uh, I mean, we have to ask ourselves where are we going to begin and where are we going to end? You will always find something to change this. I mean, you can wear gloves if you don't want to shake hands with a, with a woman, and then uh, we are going to make a law that prevents uh, uh, wearing gloves when you go to an official to get your passport or something like this. I think it's something that you will start and nobody would be able to end it. It's actually interesting that you bring up the gloves because we are living at a time right now when there's a pandemic going on and people don't give each other their hands anymore anyway. I mean, the elbow bump has sort of become the casual way of saying hello. I'm wondering, does that have any impact at all on this ruling? I mean, how can it be that you have to do this if it's for religious reasons, you don't shake hands, but not if it's for medical reasons, which is what we're seeing with the pandemic? Well, the court held that this... uh situation with the coronavirus is something is going to pass and we will be back to the old methods of uh, greeting each other. But I think the uh, important thing to know is if the decision was only based on the fact that we expect you to shake hands if you want to become German, then I think the decision is wrong. If this not shaking of hands reflects that you don't accept the equality between men and women, then I think it can be upheld. David, do you see any room for compromise? I mean, you do you feel that this handshake situation is something that everyone who wants to apply for German citizenship just has to come to terms with? Or do you think that there's a way to sort of balance the religious freedom and the secular values? I think there is a compromise. and We have a compromise. Our uh, legal system does not say that the citizenship of, of a Muslim should be revoked out of this reason. 
but it says that it's one of the requirements uh, for people who want to get naturalized in Germany. I think this is a, a kind of compromise. Saeed, do you see a compromise of any sort, or do you think it's as black and white as David is describing? You know, uh, the motives and the intentions are being judged of people who don't shake hands out of religious reasons. And the assumption is that they don't, you know, value women and they don't, uh, you know, consider them as equals. And my intention is not to insult anyone, nor is my intention to hurt anyone's feelings or disrespect someone. My intention is to actually give respect. And I think instead of judging others on basis of assumptions, it's better just to ask them what their intentions are. And, you know, I've been working here in Berlin for about now seven years, and I never had a problem with that. I always, you know, showed my respect, and I even clarified it, and there was never a problem in regards to that. The main problem is that one considers, or one thinks, assumes that the reason why this person is not shaking hands because he wants to insult me, but that's not true. I think simple communication and uh, talking with each other and understanding each other would lead to a better understanding where, you know, you don't judge others, but, you know, you actually listen to others and then you can uh, define their intentions. Sadiq, you had a campaign before, as mentioned, to sort of bring people together and answer questions about Islam. Are you planning to do anything with regard to this? I mean, do you think that this requires people to sit down and talk about it, or are you just hoping this kind of goes away? Well, actually, I thought about doing something about uh, about this uh, subject, but since we have this corona right now, it's really uh, difficult to discuss with people about these issues and uh, right now we have a very uh, an atmosphere with full of tensions between people and I think uh, we have to wait a little bit until we see maybe the court is how it's going to act and on this and uh, the further decisions but uh, for me it's really important for us to tell people don't interpret something in the behavior of somebody because you think it's bad just ask him or ask her, talk with each other. You, we have to have this dialogue uh, so we can understand each other. And this is the main problem I think we have right now. We are talking a lot about each other, but not with each other. Ernesto, last question goes to you, and that's what happens with this case if it doesn't go to the federal administrative court? Right now it's at the state level or regional level. So does that become the, the rule of law if it doesn't move further up or... Not really. We don't have a system where a uh, decision is binding to other uh, courts, meaning this decision will only apply to this applicant, but of course would be a decision that would set a precedent and other courts can use that as a reasoning for new decisions, but certainly it's not uh, a decision that's binding for other courts. Great. Well, that's the show for today, and I'd like to thank my guests, David Wengenroth, a lawyer and editor of the Lutheran news outlet Idea, Berlin immigration lawyer Ernesto Grüneberg, mm. and Said Ahmad Arif, who is an imam at the Khadija Mosque in Berlin, and last but not least, Sadiq Al-Musli, who is on the board of the Central Council of Muslims in Germany. It was great having all of you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. And thank you to everyone who tuned in. I'm your host, Soraya Sarhadi Nelson. Join us next Monday when we'll explore what transatlantic relations will look like in 2021. Common Ground is broadcast on 104.1 FM in Berlin. 
The episodes are also available as podcasts, so download them wherever you get yours. And if you want to pose a question for our upcoming shows, go to kcrwberlin.com and click on Common Ground for details.